John, it's basketball time. They're playing basketball. You know that basketball. Yeah, do you ever have those songs? Especially as like a kid that you would hear, that basketball song was the one for me. And like you didn't like know the name of the like you knew no information of the song. You also were a kid, so you just didn't have like that many capabilities to be like, oh, I'm gonna go find that song out. But I remember that basketball song was like one where I was like, I didn't know how to access it, but when I heard it, I was like, man, this is the best freaking song ever. I was like, if I knew how to, I would be jamming on this song 24-7. Right, that's FIFA music for me all growing up. Anytime there was a FIFA mm-hmm. song that was baller, and then I would hear it somewhere when I wasn't playing the game, I would be like, this is my jam! <laughs> That's still sometimes that still happens to me when some people are uh, it'll be it'll like more I'm like, wait, where do I know this song from? Because I know I've heard it like a million times, but I don't recognize anything about it. I'm like FIFA. Right, FIFA, exactly. That's it's always from FIFA. They got they got whoever's mixing the music at FIFA, they know how to do their job very well. They got some good ones, yeah. They do. It also it feels very like you're like you're it feels very soccer. It, it's themed for like very well for like a soccer game. They know themselves. They know their audience. It's really great. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but sorry, people. We're talking about basketball. Uh, Syracuse dominating. They will be playing the Dukies tomorrow. Coach K, Beheim in another battle. Let's see if Syracuse can stay this hot. 83-44. That's incredible. But we are going to start, Jan, in the NBA. Philadelphia 76ers look good. So annoying. Real, real good. So annoying. Harden has slipped right in. He's getting, you know, 18 or so a game, shit ton of assists. He's rebounding. And Bead is scoring more now, which I didn't expect that. Like, I was like, maybe maybe he'll stay consistent, but like, he's even more explosive. Like, who in the East can really challenge the Sixers Sixers if they, they keep, you know, playing like this? I still think there's a decent amount. I think what it does is it takes out those teams that you have questions about because you would have to really have a team that can play lights out and has a star or two that can keep up. And so that kind of takes out the Heat. I think it takes out the Cavs. I think it takes out the Bulls right now. Of course, they have DeMar DeRozan, but he he on his own can't do enough to keep up with the both of them. So I think for those, it ta- it takes some teams out. I still think the Bucks can compete with them with Giannis. I still think... Um, I still think the Nets, after watching Kyrie pour on 50, I think if they can make their way there, I think that they can... He's like, wait, wait, I can still ball. Right, exactly. So I think you might that disagree they... with me on some things, but I can ball. Yeah, you can't disagree with me on this. And I'm like, dang it, Kyrie, you and your... Well said. You and your silky handles. Um, it's rough. Uh, no, but I even think a team... And, and I, this is going to sound a little homer of me. Maybe it is. But I even think a team that has I was two, wondering if you were going to give the Celtics some love here. I like for, it. I like it. I like Because it. they have good defensive players. They have Robert Williams the third, So they're not like completely out outmatched with Embiid. And I think they have good uh, d- defensive transitions. And they have two players, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, that are, are starting to combine for more points simultaneously. So I think in that way you can keep up with them scoring. So there are teams that can do it. I just think it takes a couple of those fun teams that we mentioned earlier out of the mix. I think it takes the Cavs, it takes the Bulls, it takes the Heat out of the mix just because I think those two are playing on such a tight level together that even if those guys played their top game, I don't know if it would matter. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, like, look, playoffs at the end of the day are about how your stars perform. 
Um, and and now they have you know two that are playing as well as anybody, and and probably with the way they're playing, they're the best duo in the league. I, I think it does like trim down the the East contenders because I think even before this trade, we were kind of like, ah, oh, I think there's legit. Like I could have seen the Heat really making a run. I could have would, would I put money on the Bulls doing it? No, nah, but I could have seen them making a good 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 run. I do think. I'm not ready to give the Celtics that much love yet. They are playing a lot, lot better, and I do think they'll they'll be a da- dangerous playoff team. But just for how well the Sixers are playing, I do think it's just the Bucks and and a healthy Nets team. Um, so maybe just the Bucks right now. Uh, and I think just because those are the only the two teams that right now I just I just believe in a little bit more. But yeah, I mean the way the way the Sixers are playing is they're they're rolling, and and it does seem now like the the Easts. Now, it's becoming like it's all right. We, we, all right, who's actually going to be you know the contender here? This it has kind of closed the gap a little bit more of who you're thinking like has a legitimate chance. Right, I agree. I think we were looking at it as like oh, so many strong teams, so fun. Now I think we're moving into oh, so many deep teams, so many solid teams. Can anyone compete with Embiid and Kyrie and um, and beating Harden out of those? tight teams not really i agree i think the celtics uh is more is well, more the celtics are getting better. i mean i think the celtics are getting that they are getting better which i think is also like kind of tightening tightening the thing because like look like top to bottom i'm i, I don't i mean i i don't know celtics celtics bulls heat i don't know who i would pick there but close i i, I give the celtics as good of a chance as either of those teams is more my point but the celtics are getting better and i think too in like the back of our minds even there is that sort of thought of like, all right, shit. If Kyrie starts like is able to play and it's looking like that, and you get a, a healthy Durant back, and then you throw in Simmons and, and like all you really even ask him to do is like play some defense, that becomes a, a really, really scary team too, where where it's like again, more of those teams are like, Oh, maybe you can make a run. It's like, mm, I don't know, because you're either gonna have to face the Sixers or the Celtic or the Nets. Um and even the you know, first round matchup will be difficult. So it does seem like the East is is kind of shaping up. And and I, I think both of us always think, too, that the, the Bucks are, are going to be right in there. I think just with, with the way Giannis is playing and then being defending champions, they're, they're never someone you're going to count out. Right. And my only question with the Sixers is one that maybe not isn't fair, but is completely warranted. It's that, you know, they have two situations going on. They're going into the playoffs. The Sixers aren't a good playoff team. So they have to prove that they can do it in the playoffs as well. And guess who else isn't a good playoff player who who just happens to be their star? Well, I, you know, I, Harden and Embiid, I've been... Oh, they've had playoffs. I think the person, if you're talking about, worried about playoff success, is sitting on the bench. And, Doc Rivers, oh, has, Doc Rivers has, yeah. has, like, underperformed in the playoffs consistently. Yeah, I mean, like he had obviously the finals run with the Celtics, and then the, the two years later when they lost to the Lakers in the finals. But besides that, I mean, there have been times where you're like, all right, this team should, and and they get knocked out very early. So does Doc get in his team's way again? I I feel like just with the players Harden and beat are that that seems less likely to happen with with this team. Right. But it's it is something like I mean, you said it's something that you're still wondering about with this squad right and I look at I look at a Celtics 76ers matchup and like they're a better team than us but playoff wise we've had their number we've had their number Philly has gone out 
a decent amount of times to the Celtics, regardless of team buildup. So I think that is does become important, especially in a tight Eastern Conference, which is, I think, why I give the Celtics a little more of a nod, even though I agree they're more of a team like the Bulls or the Heat than they are like a Bucks or a Nets. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're playing really well, though. So I, I do think that the sky's the limit for them. And I think they should make the NBA Finals. If, if you're saying with the Nets as injured as they are, and and with the Bucks still, I'm still missing that last gear that I need to see them in for me to be like, you're not getting past the Bucks. Uh, right. I, I do think that they are the team that I look at and should be the one that are more most confident. MB, M, and I, I mean, like I said earlier too, like star, like stars define the playoffs. Last year it was Giannis being like, hey, I, at least for right now, I am the best player at the game of basketball. Joel Embiid has, has done that for majority of this season. If he can continue, like, right. if he can continue that in the playoffs, that alone will will make Philly somewhat unstoppable and, and the guy is so skilled and so athletic and so big that when he's on it, it's it's he's one of the it, i mean it's like when steph's shooting well when katie it's you can do whatever you want it's not gonna matter right he that's how he's been playing and i think the way that he's been playing takes some pressure off of harden in terms of you know harden get has gotten injured in the past couple years a decent not not like crazy but a decent amount and i think you can still have harden suffer an injury here or there that misses a couple games and i think Embiid can still pick up the slack if it happened the other way i don't know if that would happen cuz harden's defense is is an afterthought but i i do think that 76ers are a great team even without harden so now with harden you know the pressure's the pressure is off of him in terms of needing to be the star man but the pressure is on him in terms of like this team was already good, so expectations high. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you had a, another all-star. When, so you're talking about Harden because he's a guy that, that certainly has a stigma around him, the way he acted in Houston, the way he left Houston, the way he left Brooklyn. What do you think, like what level of success is, as far as, I think probably specifically sort of titles, uh, but, but what kind of level of success do you think he needs to attain for that sort of stigma of him being somewhat of a, like, I feel like he's got like a bad teammate, bad attitude sort of vibe around him. How much winning do you think he has? Cause as soon as you win, then people are like, you could be an absolute dick and be like, well, but he won. And we're like, yeah, that, that's fine. What, what do you think he has to like reach for people to, to kind of lose that stigma about him? NBA finals, <clears throat> NBA finals. He has to reach the NBA finals because here's the thing. Like, He's he's done plenty already. We know that he's a talented player who can bring his team almost to the end. And, like, that is another stigma around him ever since the last time. When was the last time he made the finals? Like, it was in 20, 2012? The Thunder. Right. So Back when he was six man. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting live news. May I share live news? This is crazy. I'm going to share it. Carson Wentz yeah. just traded to the Washington Commanders. Wow. Carson Wentz just traded to the Washington Commanders. No way. Wow. That's congratulations, nuts. Derby. Yeah. This literally Oh, I hope I hope I hope he does better. I want I wish the best for Carson. But um listen, I also think that I also think that Harden has that playoff stigma as well. So for a team that I think was going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals regardless of Harden because Embiid was playing so well, I think you have to expect that they go to the NBA Finals, especially with an Eastern Conference that is really good, but none of them are great, and it's in a season where the Nets are super injured. 
So I think that this is your time to like get past that KD Kyrie tandem because you didn't get the injury bug as much. And uh, yeah, I think so. That you that think is- so? You think if he makes so you think if he makes the finals, that's enough for like people to be like to, for him to like, kind of lose that stigma? Because I think he, I actually kind of think he might have to win like multiple trophies. Oh my god! Because really? I think if he, well, I mean, he's just been so volatile. Where it's going to be like when you talk, I mean, when you talk about him like five years past his career, like I think it'd be like great score, but God, that guy was such a pain in the ass. Like if he doesn't win any trophies. Because without the trophy, it's just like, man, he was a pain in the ass. Like, oh, yeah, he made that one finals or whatever. Or they made the couple finals. We never got it done. Where if you don't have the win ever, I think the stigma is always going to kind of be there. So you're so so you're asking what would he have to do to get rid of that stigma? Pat, like this season, but also in next seasons, right? That's what you're asking? Just like, just like yeah, I get, yeah, just like in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, then he absolutely needs to win a trophy. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. If we're just talking this season, I don't know this if it needs to be this season. I think that's, okay, yeah, yeah, that's, I think that's fair. I think that's, right. that's totally fair. But yeah, he has to win a trophy. That's absolutely yeah. what he needs to do. And and one-off trophy. Yeah, well, it, and then on your point, yeah, for this season, I agree. Like, I think, yeah, you have to make the finals. With how right. good, and like you said, with how good the Sixers were already playing, like, if any, if anything, this is that one's like less of like you're gonna help your stigma as more of like that's only gonna hurt it if you don't. It's like you lose into a bad team on your resume. Like you gotta beat them because they're in front of you. It doesn't help you at all. But if you don't get it done, you're only gonna look worse. Right, and everybody's saying, oh, they're playing so well together. Yeah, James Harden, everybody plays so well together until they start losing, and then James Harden blames anybody but himself. Like that's always what happens. So. Don't don't think for two seconds that if the 76ers project doesn't work out, that he's not gonna call and beat a lazy piece of crap like at the end of the day. He will. So he I that's I mean and that's somewhere else. Right. And that's the that's the stigma we're talking about, I guess. Is that stigma that I have that he's gonna turn on him in two seconds and uh yeah, I mean I think he definitely has to win a trophy, and if he really wants to get rid of it, more than one. Yeah, I I, I completely agree. And I, I do like I wonder with how short like the season, like, there's what eighteen ish games for most. Like, you know, everyone's got like a different, but, like fifteen to twenty games for the team, and then the playoffs, which is kind of like a different season. Like I kind of wonder if just the timing of the trade and like the short amount of time that they have to keep this working well is going to be beneficial for them. Like I think like next year at some point it's going to blow up, but I'm like oh, this yeah. year you guys you guys might just have like these the, the threshold of the amount of time that you could get through and just keep it successful before shit starts going haywire right exactly they might not have enough time to cause drama because they're playing playoff basketball and that might help them this season whereas in the offseason next next season you know that they're gonna sit down next to each other and joel's like why are you acting like that and harden's like i'm out i'm out <laughs> i'm done get me my jacket <laughs> I have been to every strip club in this city. I need to leave. <laughs> I done. need to leave. I'm done. You all know how this works. It's time. I'm blowing it I up. I told you. I told you exactly what would happen. I've reached the maximum. Uh, we'll see. It is going to be a, a good Eastern uh, Conference matchup. We'll see, like, especially, too, if the Celtics keep it up with, with those guys they have, what the Nets will do. We'll see what happens. This is going to be a battle. Jan, J.B. Bickerstaff and the Cavs having a great year. Taylor Jenkins and the Grizzlies and Billy Donovan and the Bulls. All three teams sitting in the playoffs. Pretty 
certainly, I mean, I don't think any of them are going to miss the playoffs at, at this point in the year. Uh, which one of them would you be giving coach of the year, coach of the year to? I think I have to go with JB Bickerstaff because like Billy Donovan is doing well, but he also benefited a lot from good trades that he didn't have anything to do with. And I think for the Grizzlies, do I think that do I think that Jenkins did a great job? Sure. But I also think he has Ja Morant. So, like, I, I don't know if I give that all to him, and especially the way that Ja's been allowed to play. It's like asking, was Michael Jordan really good, or was it uh, wh- who's the first coach that he played with that just allowed him to do whatever the hell he wanted? Um, I can't remember um, names now. But but I do think that J.B. Bickerstaff Collins, came in. Collins, yeah, Doug Collins. And J.B. Bickerstaff came into came into this situation where the Cavs had a lot of talent, but it still wasn't meshing all that well together. And he brought out the strengths of all of them, of Darius Garland, of Colin Sexton, of Jared Allen. I think he really was able to enhance everybody on their level of play. And that's why that they're, they're doing as well as they are. So I would give it to JB. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, like, all three of them, I think have, have done a terrific job, but uh, the Bulls, big signings. And, and then the trade, like, like the Bulls have kind of been building for, to something, I think. Um, and, and the Grizzlies were play. I mean, they were in the playoff, but made the playoffs last year and kind of a young team that were like, Oh, they're, they're on their way. I think Donovan and Jenkins deserve a lot of credit. I think they both exceeded expectations this year. I didn't see either team doing as well as them, but in comparison to what we expected from the Cavs and JB Bickerstaff, it like, isn't even close. Like I was like, those guys are playoff teams and yeah, your seating is better than I thought, but I didn't think the Cavs would be anywhere in the playoffs. They've been entrenched in the playoffs the whole time. We'll see if they can hang on to that sixth seed. I, I think they've got a few a few game lead on that, um, which would be would great for them to, to miss the play-in. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's got to be J.B. Bickerstaff just because all of them have done well, but from what you expected from each team, his, his team has, has vastly exceeded what we, we thought we'd see in Cleveland. Absolutely, yeah. I think you're right. The expectations of those three teams were very different. Um so I think that is that is a good point, and uh, just like his name too, JB Bickerstaff. JB Bickerstaff. Yeah. It's a great name, Coach Bickerstaff. That is, that's nice. Good for you, Coach. Uh, do you actually? Ne- ne- neither of those guys are the favorite. You know the favorites right now. Um, let me guess. I'm gonna guess. Oh man, if I had to guess who the favorite for Coach is, it Monty Williams? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I was kind of hey. I was kind of surprised by that, just because yeah. like as far as we're talking about expectations, like I know they're doing really really well, but they did make the finals last year. Right, but that's the NBA, right? They're like, oh, the coach of the best team must be the best coach, and it's like, no, yeah. n- I mean, so that's it does feel like you're like, all right, now we're gonna give you like your due credit for this great job that you've done in totality. Like now you've made you've built Phoenix all the way up, uh, and certainly, I mean, he's done. A terrific job, not to, not taking anything away from him. Uh, are there any chance that Frank Vogel or Tom Thibodeau are back in, in the major markets next year, Jan? No. <laughs> no, yeah, Tom Thibodeau so barely came back in now. Like I, I just don't, I just don't see it. And both of them are coming out of really gross situations. I think they're both, you know, they I need. I feel bad for Frank. I don't think Frank deserves to get fired as much as like Tibbs does. Like Tibbs, this team has been absolute crap and you're supposed to be far better than you were there's 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 just more factors in the la one where i'm like i don't know if i think it's fair to totally put it on you frank but yeah yeah i i think i think it's going to get put on him 
Right. Frank wants to bench Westbrook, which is the right move right now. And the uh, the Supremes at Lakers are like, nah, don't do that. He's Russell Westbrook. I'm gonna he's like, yeah. And he's missing 80% of his shots. What do you want from him? Not playing well. He's no. not playing well. I'd rather have Malik Monk out there. Come on. Absolutely. Oh, man. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm unfair for Frank Vogel. But hey, that's the coach's job. Sometimes it's not fair. It's true. Yeah. He just, and like, he seems like in, in what's going to, like, I, I don't think any, any of us expect this Lakers season to really end on a high note. Right. Where, like, head, heads are going to roll. It seems like the easiest one to chop off. Right. And if you don't fire him, who are you blaming then? You know what I mean? Like, I think you have to blame somebody. And you can't I guess get rid of LeBron. You can't get rid of LeBron. So, like, if you are, really are Maybe left Palenka. But I think Palenka is – I think he – he seems like really stable in that job. Like it seems like he's pretty. Yeah, I think he is. I think he is as much making the decisions about what's going to happen next as, as the people that would be the ones to take the his job. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think Polinka's pretty safe. So I, I, I think it's going to be Frank's job and you know, we'll see, but I, I, I don't expect either of them on the major markets next year. Yeah. Both both teams will be looking for coaches. I mean, the next one, the next one that would still be it's certainly an appeasing one with the kind of the talent you have and and, and stuff. Uh, and then obviously the Lakers one, LeBron should still be there. So would be and and if LeBron's there, you know LeBron is going to also have quite a lot to say about who that next head coach would be. Yannick, March Madness time, baby. <gasps> John or David John Baptiste has he already given us the best shot of the year? Yeah. Yes, he has. I'm sorry. Here's the thing: to to shoot to to pull up from from an from a dumb angle, and then to do it over two guys, and to not heave it, to shoot with perfect form, and just shot it, drain a three, and and to make it to make get your team for their first ever March Madness tournament. I mean, come on! It was beautifully done. It was not expected, and it was a great shot. The only shot I can think of that impressed me more was that John Morant throw at the end of the half where he just kind of tossed it up in the air like after catching that it. That was nuts. That was nuts. And the only reason I consider that better is because of the angle and like the audacity of it. But in terms of importance, you know, right? It, it's it, it just the meant mocks, so much to Chattanooga. The mocks go to the tournament. Yeah, it's six. Great. But yeah, I mean, like just the it's tournament final. It's in overtime, sixty-two, sixty. Like three wins it. I mean, the reason he shot it from there is because had to. Like yeah. Time was time was coming out. Two dudes and like they were defending him. Like they, it's not like Very they were giving well. him like free. Yeah, they were not letting him like free run, and then he got to shoot it. And I thought it was a heady play just to shoot it. Sometimes those guys heave it, and it's like, dude, you guys are, you are massive. You can shoot it from there. You like, yeah, and he did. Can a hundred percent. It was yeah. It was. I was actually watching that one live, and it was one of those moments where like when it happened, I didn't even like react because I was just like, oh my god. That actually, he actually just made that shot. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, it, it, I, I watched it over and over again because I was like, man, the audacity of this guy to take that three. I mean, he had to. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying he didn't. He had to take the shot, but, but still, having to take the shot still. and 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 actually taking it with those two guys playing really good, uh, you know, three point defense on you. Was was great, and he hit it exactly, and he knew exactly what he was doing too, and I love it, and I love the reaction, I love the team making the tournament, all good feels, all good feels. It's it's as March as it gets, right there, just just buzzer beaters. 
That's as smart as it gets, baby. All right. So, I mean, we're talking about players making big-time plays. Oscar Chiwe, I think everyone thinks the favorite right now to be player of the year. What's another player you think that could use this conference tournament time to, to maybe kind of possibly challenge and make a run for, for Oscar's hold on that trophy? Yeah, you know, there's a couple players. I have four in, in mind. One of the Only one of them is outside of the Big Ten. It's Agbaji. You know, he wins Big 12 Player of the Year. If he made a run with Kansas, uh, and, you know, they won the Big 12 title, I think there's you can say something about it. However, he's been so underperforming sometimes during the regular season. I wonder, and Kansas is already such a favorite, that I wonder, like, how surprising it would be, how much it would increase his stock, unless he truly turned it around and was dominant in a way we hadn't seen yet. Um, so that's They're why like, I don't... They really rely on him during the run. Right, so I, that's why I don't really put him up there. Um, my next player from the Big Ten, because the Big Ten is so hard to play in, that if you have a player go off and go on a run and win it, I think you can say something. And I'm looking at Kofi, Kofi Coburn. I think if Illinois can go to the end and he can kind of play that Oscar Shibwe role for Illinois um, and really go off, I think that you can have the discussion about him. Again, how, how mediocre was he during the regular season sometimes? How much would he have to climb? But also, Illinois would have to do a lot to get past everybody. So I think that that's a fair point. Johnny Davis, same thing with Wisconsin. I think that uh, different kind of player, but I, I do think that he's in that running as well. And then I, I got to give a nod to Keegan Murray because if Iowa goes all the way and wins it all against Wisconsin, against uh, um, Ohio State, against uh, Purdue, against all of these great Big Ten teams, Illinois, against Michigan State, Michigan, all these teams, then, and, and he is the reason because he's played well all season. He hasn't been off ever. The only problem is that no one gives Iowa the time of day. But if, if he can propel Iowa to a Big Ten win, you know it's going to be because of him. And he's a great two-way player. We know how good of a player he is. I think he can't. He is in that discussion then. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I think really the, the, the answer to who can challenge Oscar Chibwe is which of these Big Ten players has the best tournament. The Hawkeyes would have to play uh, Illinois in the semifinals. Right. And then whoever won that game would have a chance to play Wisconsin in the final. So not only are your your players going to be playing top teams and, and be going up against, you know, like good teams that, that they can impress against, you literally have the player of the years like going up head to like it's a head to head battle of who is the best player. Like there's a chance for Keegan and Kofi to beat both of these other guys in consecutive games on the way to a Big Ten title. If you do that really impressively and, and you really are, you know, it, I think it would have to be a commanding, commanding performance, which I see, I see more out of Johnny Davis and Keegan than I do out of Kofi, just the way that they, they both play. I think they both are, have a little more explosive games. Um, and then part of that is their you know ability to shoot the three and such. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like if, if, if you want the opportunity to to show you're the best, there's, uh, there's been few like opportunities that I can remember better than this year's big 10 tournament. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's ripe for the picking. And if any of these players can have a consistent, dominant tournament, uh, they're definitely up in that conversation. That being said, unless Kentucky super disappoints in the SEC, I don't think anyone's taking it for Oscar Chibwe. I really do think he's got it locked up. Um, so I would love to see. I, I think it's I think like I, I may, maybe Kentucky could lose in semifinals, but I would think it would have to be like quarterfinals loss. Yeah, I think and, so too. And, and one of these other guys, like, 
go like two thirty point, like just absolute phenomenal games. Yeah, has like a Kemba Walker tournament, like really like yeah. goes off. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. But I, and even then, it, I'm not the gap. The gap might, and I and personally, I think the gap is too big to me. For me, it's, there's not anything that any of those guys could do. Jan, a lot of big upsets this last weekend in the Big Ten, particularly uh, at road teams winning. Michigan over Ohio State, Nebraska over Wisconsin, and in Coach K's last game, the Cameron Indoor, Unbelievable. the Tar Heels come in and win kind of handily. Yeah. So out of all these road upsets, which one was, was the biggest road upset for you this weekend? I mean, the Big Ten ones, right? Johnny Davis got injured, and, you know, I think Wisconsin we know – we know the big Nebraska is not the first time they did it this season, so I'm not 100% surprised that this would happen. I mean, it, obviously, you would think Wisconsin would try to ride it out, get that Big Ten title all to themselves. But, you know, disappointments happen in the Big Ten a lot. So, wasn't super surprised about that one. The UNC one is the biggest one for me because not only because of the kind of the surrounding stuff, but now they go into the ACC tournament with a head of steam after playing that game. I think they're ranked like 25th right now going into that last week, and, and they're at a much better position um, than they were before certainly, that. Certainly not on the bubble anymore. Certainly not in the bubble anymore. So I think the one with the most implication, and and, and just considering it, Coach K's last game, how do you, how do you, the balls on those guys to go in there and, and, and beat Duke like that uh, really... Really, really great. I mean, it was a, it was really exciting to see. Uh, not for obviously Coach K fans, sad, but not for the Blue Devils. Not for the Blue Devils, but maybe they have another chance. Yeah, they could re- they could rematch in ACC. Uh, honestly, so that one and the lead up to the game, you know, it was like there's no way they're gonna le- lose. And then during all the fanfare and watching Coach K at the beginning, I was like they're they're gonna lose because I think and, and partly it is and it's a kind of it's a bit of an indictment on on this team and, and what I think this team can do because I think this team is just so young. Like if this would have been a, a one of those Duke teams led by a lot of seniors, a lot of, of juniors and stuff, and, and those classic upperclassmen, I, I think they would have handled the moment a little bit more because because I I don't think Coach K was there that night. Coach like he oh, yeah. was not coaching, and and he has he's kind of been a little passive and, and certainly Shire's been taking over more throughout the year anyway, but. I like all of the fanfare at the beginning. I was like, they're gonna, it's, it's gonna be too, too much. And as soon as that, like, there's that just one like breath of like, oh shit, that pressure just mounts so quickly. And we saw it. So I, it was, it was Nebraska and Wisconsin for me, um, just because like, I, no Johnny Davis, but you're still Wisconsin, you're still at home. All you have to do is beat. Nebraska, a team that's won three. They're playing. Nebraska's played a lot, lot better. I, I have money on them tonight in an upset win over Northwestern. I, I think it's a team that is playing well for Hoiberg and playing loose. But you're at home in a chance to win the outright Big Ten title to a team that's at the bottom of the standings, and you can't get it done. That that was amazing to me, especially in the Cole Center. So, yeah, I mean, you just said Nebraska is an underdog to Northwestern, like. That's how. That's how. I don't not know dangerous. how though. Nebraska's playing well. And they to be fair, playing. like they maybe Ohio State at Ohio State the game before Wisconsin. So it is. Yeah, they, I mean, they both they both were shocking. I don't think either of us like. 
Right, no. And even like when I was like, oh, they're going to lose this game, it's not like, you know. Yeah, Because exactly. Duke played well in the first half. Like once I, I thought that, and then after the first half, I was like, okay, I think they're good. Because I, I kind of thought it would be Duke came out flat just with all of the, the air. and but, but credit to North Carolina also. Like, they played a really, really good game that night. They played great. They played great. They made me feel like, okay, maybe this team can do something. You know, they're, yeah. maybe they get seated in a place where they can actually make some, some noise when people weren't really expecting it. Absolutely. I mean, you're never, it, it's hard to ever kind of like, no matter who the, no matter who the coach is or anything, it's hard to, uh, to count out a team like the Tar Heels, you know, they're going to always have one of the, uh, the more talented teams in the nation and, and playing, playing well when, when it matters most. Jan, a few tickets have already been punched for the tournament. We've got 11 teams. We've got, you know, the Zags we've sected, uh, South Dakota State, a team we've seen before. Brian, a team making their first appearance at the nation's leading scorer, and Peter Kiss, who, when you watch this guy, if, if you're rooting for him, you will love him. If you are not, you will absolutely despise this dude, but he's really, really fun to watch. Uh, a few of the other teams to get, like, earlier bids, Georgia State, Chattanooga, as we mentioned. Uh, Leo Chicago ended up winning the Missouri Valley, Murray State. Which of these teams – not obviously not like Gonzaga. We we know Gonzaga. If Gonzaga doesn't win a game, that'll be a headline for another thing. But which of these early bids do you think could could make make a little noise? Maybe get at least one victory in the tournament. I think Murray State. I think that's who I'm looking at a little bit. They 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 had a, such a dominant se- season, and granted, it was in the MVC. But like, I I think that not in the MVC. It was in the um, OVC. OVC. Thank you. Uh, it gotcha. was in the OVC. But they got KJ Williams. They got uh, they got Tevin Brown, who helped li- lead them to that win um, overall in the in the championship final, the OVC. They got a, they got a solid team. And you look at their season; they dominated their own conference, which they should. But then they did play Auburn, and and they didn't until the end. They didn't really like get blown over by a team that we were considering kind of the top team at that point in December. Um, so they, they they do have they have the ability to play these top teams. And and not get blown out of the water. They have a good defensive strategy. They 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 have some good players who can make a difference. Um, so I think you could see a performance out of KJ Williams or Tevin Brown and and get kind of that first win. And we'll see what happens from there. But I'm just really proud of Murray State. You know, after losing John Moran a couple years ago, you thought, oh, that was their team. But they've built a really great program on the back of that. And um, you know, they're going to dominate that OBC. I think for a couple a couple years less so uh, left so i i'm looking at murray state uh but all those teams i mean chattanooga you know you go in with a head of steam you never know it's true it's true uh yeah no murray state is, is the same one for me and it's it's and honestly it's a, a program that really i mean you know not winning a ton of games just because it, it's a smaller program uh, and even with jaw they only made the round of 32 but it made the round of 32 in, in 2012 2010 it's one of those mid-major programs it just does consistently have good basketball and like through different coaches i mean like the old clone coach of course steve prome was there uh and and had some success there and i i completely agree just this team the way they play too they just attack the basket like they are like merciless in attacking the basket which i think is is a huge thing in march when in those in those round like those games like that where, where it's you know knockout 40 minutes and you're done you're kind of sometimes you're in a, a weird arena. You can get cold shooting at times, and I think this is a team that is really going to help themselves by 
by the amount of times that they just attack the paint and, and go for kind of those easier looks. So I definitely, I, I always, I always get excited about like picking a team like them. Like I'm like, Oh yeah, I definitely going to pick Murray state for an upset. And then they're like matched up in the first round with a team who I think is going to go to like the elite eights. So I'm like, well now I can't pick that upset. I hate when that happens. Yeah, and it always does. The ones that you're like, well, those will be my upset picks. They always get the worst matchups where you're like, oh, they have to yeah. play Kentucky. Like, <laughs> that's not right. That's oh, not I love that happen. seven seed. Like, oh, they got Purdue next. Ugh. Well, yeah. Yeah, it was a good no, thought. Purdue in the tournament. Purdue in the tournament. Kick ass. There you go. I'm not, I'm not worried about Purdue. I'm not worried about Purdue. They don't, they don't play great defense, but I'm not no, they worried don't. about Purdue. Uh, Murray State for sure, a team to look for. Um, obviously, like we said, will depend on matchup. But but if they get you know that that twelve thirteen seed, a team who who I think has a chance to to maybe make their first Sweet Sixteen, we shall see. Uh, we mm. talked NBA Coach of the Year, Jan. Who do you like for Coach of the Year in the college game? <sighs> Man, there's so many college coaches. I don't know. I, I, I there's so many right answers. Let me go with Marquette. Shock oh my smart. god. <laughs> There's so many right answers. That was not one of them. That was not one of them. Um, I, I. This was so hard for me. Um, I, I don't know, man. I I think maybe. <laughs> I thought wouldn't it be funny if I said Rick Pitino, <laughs> bringing Iona to Hell the yeah. to the. Uh, to the what's the to the to the dance that's what they call it um you know what i'm probably gonna say the providence coach i think ed cooley is the guy that that i'm i'm going with i think that providence has a great program and i think that uh i think that they're a big threat for the Big East title um and yeah i, I think that they've been playing really good basketball i think they can dethrone villanova from that top big east um team as of as of currently so i like what providence is doing yeah, first first Big East regular season title for for Providence this year, which is I couldn't believe that they didn't have you know at least one for a team that's they made some Final Fours back in the day. Good program historically. Uh, I, I went with Tommy Lloyd with the guy from from Arizona. I I think Ed Cooley's a great answer. I think I mean this this question almost every year is one that you could give to a, a lot of guys, and this year it feels as right. deep as ever. I think even I think he's even like. What Scott Drew and, and Bill Self and, and Calipari have done, all places we expected to be good, but they have done a terrific job in their own right, Bruce Pearl. Uh, but Tommy Lloyd, I, he, he's just coming in there, your first-year head coach, sat on the, on the bench of Mark Few for 20 years and has immediately come in and, and made Arizona you know, a, a number one seed, Pac-12 champions. I hate when people are like, oh, the, this program's back. I'm, I feel pretty confident in saying that he's brought Arizona back, basketball back. I, I think this is going to be a team that's – at the top of the Pac-12 and and in you know top ten uh, consistently and uh, so yeah I, w- I went with old Tommy Lloyd yeah I like Tommy Lloyd I think that is a good answer you know I think you can throw Scott Drew in there as well you know like coming off of coming off of a win losing a bunch of players right losing, losing Chamwa Chachua as well this season I think that he's done really well and gotten Flagler to where he needs to be um, so I think you know where he's taken Baylor. Uh, I think you can. It, it has something. I still think Bruce Pearl, if he can do something here, I think that uh, he's in the candidate run. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's probably between between those 
those guys. I, I, I think something else would have to happen in between where, I mean, but there are so many, there are so many choices. I still think Chris Holtman's done yeah. a great job with Ohio State, even though Ohio State hasn't performed the best all the time. You're talking in the big, you're talking in the big 10 of freaking Fran McCaffrey. Now, Fran McCaffrey. This kid, oh my. This I can't even think a, of it. They're going to be like, like if, but I mean, if you're talking national, they, the, the Hawkeyes have a better seed in the Big Ten than Ohio State. You're Ohio right. Ohio State was expected to be better. I mean, I'm not like arguing on your Holman thing as much as I'm just arguing for like, I think like Fran's done, and, and more so just like it, it's just a year where there are so many coaches that have done done some really good stuff. Right. Exactly. That's, that's really what it is. Uh, there's a lot of coaches that deserve kind of a, a good uh they deserve a good a good nod in this tournament um the only one that i'm like nah is like andy enfield from usc i'm like yeah nah. yeah, yeah come on like i get it you lost I, I, you lost evan mobley but like your team isn't good so <laughs> get out of here <laughs> ah, nah. Nah, nah. now when you got now when you got tommy lloyd in the same conference come on yeah what that's are you true. talking about that's what are you true. talking about? Pac-12 Conference champions. Get out of here with Andy Enfield. All right, well, let's Pac-12 Conference champions. Let's talk conference tournaments. Let's mm. start in the Pac-12. Uh, I'm, I'm going with Coach Thier, Tommy Lloyd, and the Arizona Wildcats. I think I said I would only pick one number one seed. I lied. I picked two number one seeds. But I'm going to go with the Wildcats here. I do think UCLA is starting to, to play their best ball. Uh, what I've been watching them recently, they, they seem to, to kind of – I mean, there's still times where there's lapses on offense where they kind of stand around. Um, but they're, they're playing, they're, they're showing that the, what they showed last March and, and for a team that has so much experience, there's someone to be watched, but I'm going with Arizona for the tournament. I love that. I'm also going with Arizona. They're clearly the best team in the PAC 12, both in terms of talent, in terms of depth. And I guess it, not both, but like three things is that, uh, they also like the ones that haven't really been hit with an injury bug that worries me going into the conference tournament where you've had the injury bug with UCLA, uh, UCLA, who you think maybe could challenge for it. Um, so, yeah, I just think Arizona is in a great place going into the tournament. I think they win this. I, I'm not going to say it's easy, but I do kind of see it as in the bag a little bit. Well, it's, I'm like, you're at least kind of like, man, because sometimes with these conference tournaments, you're like, ah, maybe where's your hiccup to the final? And, like, I don't – who could meet them before they get to the final? Like, the only team I, you, you think that could even really – Give them a competition is is UCLA. Jan, let's go to ACC. Already yeah. got winning the Atlantic Coast Conference underway now here in New York City, the Barclays Center. I mean, I was gonna say Duke, but now they have to play Buddy Boheme. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Um, no, I'm gonna might go with punch, Duke. Might punch him in the gut. <laughs> um, no, I'm gonna go with Duke. I think that they are still the best team in the ACC. I don't really think it's super close. I know that they lost that one in North Carolina. I agree. I think it was it was definitely a lot more going on than basketball that day. Um, and I think North Carolina had a really great game, regardless of that. So I still think that when it comes championship time, they've got the star power and they've got the coaching staff to get them where they need to go. So I'm also picking um, kind of a favorite here. Duke winning the ACC title. Yeah, this is this is my last one seed. I think. Yeah. Yeah. This. I'm going Duke as well. Yeah. If, if if Duke had beaten UNC, I think I might be a little more inclined to maybe see them lose somewhere um, in a conference where they are like the clear favorite. But we've seen them like have weird games against some of these teams. But 
this is a, a tournament that like Coach K just consistently has this team ready for. I think particularly now after that loss, they're going to be so locked in. And also, like, I mean, Duke fans are mostly bandwagon fans, but Duke fans are also traveling fans and uh, got a little money to maybe go on over to Brooklyn. Like, I, I think the Barclays Center is going to be filled with Duke fans. And, and like, it's Coach K's last tournament. It, so I, I, I got Duke winning, too. That's so funny. I also have that thought. If they had, you know, had no hiccups and had destroyed North Carolina, my worry would be their mindset wouldn't be right going into the tournament. But now they're Same. like, wow, that was really embarrassing. Let's win this tournament before we go in. Right. Like, I think so. And those play, even those players had to kind of be like, shit, man. Like, we messed up the big, like, we, we got to go out. Like, we got to do this now and, and make this thing right. Because as, as heartbreaking as that loss will be, if they go, I mean, they have to win the NCAA tournament. But if they go and win the ACC tournament, they actually don't even need the ACC tournament. But they win yeah. this. They go and win the NCAA tournament. That last game is forgotten. If anything, it's like, then this team came together and knew they had to bring home the title for Coach K. Yeah. Then you just have a documentary where Bonchero's like, embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I took it personally. I, I took that personally. <laughs> I took that personally. <laughs> Coach K took we that personally. Oh, poor guy. Yeah, yeah he'll, he'll be okay. He said he's had some good years. I, I, yeah. I, I, I think I think he'll bounce out. Uh, let's go. Let's go south. Let's go to the Southeast Conference. Uh, four teams, I think, that are kind of looking at the favorite here with Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Arkansas. But who do you like winning this tournament, Jan? Tennessee. I love Tennessee. I'm I'm a Tennessee. Yes, let's do it. Let me tell you, they are a great program. They've got great players who are coming into their stride right at the right moment. You saw it towards the end of that stretch where they played so many teams and you thought, oh, I don't know if they can beat them. Oh, I don't know if they can beat them. They made all of those games, even if they didn't win all of them. And they got that defense that really, I think, no other SEC team really possesses like Tennessee does. It's really, really good. So... I love the volunteers. You know, I, I'm a little nervous with, with with Kentucky, you know, of course, because Kentucky is Kentucky. Um, but I don't think that Auburn necessarily has has what it takes to get past the defense and make it super bad for Tennessee. Um, Arkansas is another team that I actually think could challenge. I really do. I see Arkansas, Kentucky, Tennessee as my three that I'm kind of looking at. Um, think, just because I the way Auburn... I think the final going to be... Arkansas, Tennessee. I that that's what I think the final okay. is going to be as well. I think I see. I think it's. I think it's going to be a double upset in the semifinals. Arkansas, Tennessee, and then as well as Arkansas is playing, I love Arkansas. It really. I mean that 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 defense has just been so so stout, and the offense has been playing better. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on their freshman playmaker, but he's he's doing enough where it's like, hey, we get this enough this like enough offense. The way we play defense, we will win most of our games. Uh, and I think there's since they'll play Kentucky in the semifinal. Actually, I guess Tennessee's the two seed. Kentucky's the three seed. My bad. Um, but playing them in the semifinal, I think, is oddly advantageous. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think I think you, what you said is right. Vescovi, Kennedy, Chandler. They're both playing really, really well. And yeah, uh, Chandler. Chan- like he's starting to like be that freshman player where it's like shit. Because like when they there's been times where earlier in the season it would be like they need a bucket and. They don't have a great offense, so they couldn't find one. Where now, when they needed a bucket, he's been able to either facilitate or, or find, you know, points himself. 
Yeah, agreed. And and uh, I'll I'll tell you right now, I have Tennessee going to the Final Four. I have Tennessee going to the Final Four in my it. tournament. I like, and I and I say that before I see where things shake out. But I don't think for me, I'm gonna also say this. I don't care how it shakes out. I think that I'm gonna have them in the Final Four regardless of where they wh- what they end up doing. Well, the way I mean, the way they play, it's not like it's it is. It's like you don't really have to worry all that much about Matt. I mean, cause like a lot of times it's like, Oh, matchups, but like the fact that they're just such a stout defensive team, they just do everything. Well, their, their offense is playing better. You're kind of like, yeah, I mean, whoever you're putting them up against, they have, they have a chance with. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm big on Tennessee. I've always, I realized this cause I was like, I feel like I'm repeating myself. I always love Tennessee. I don't know. They're a great program. I always love them come tournament time. I'm always into it. Tennessee Except for the time and... they played Iowa, of course, but other than that. Right. <laughs> that was, oh, the Texas, well, two times. There was the mm. playing game, which was a tough one. And then the, the seven and the two seed. Oh, God, that was a close game. That was a tough one. God, I want to go to the Sweet 16. You know how many uh, Final Fours Tennessee's been to? One? Zero. Wow. It's about time. Zero. I believe it even one, more now. I believe one, it even more. One Elite Eight uh, back when uh, old old Bruce Pearl was uh, was that coach. Rick, Bar- Rick Barnes has only been to one. He's, he deserves another one. Yeah. That guy's uh, – I, I love Rick Barnes. Correct. Another guy I think is just another guy I just think is is just fast underrated. Okay, Jan, Big Twelve. I'm gonna yeah. go Texas Tech. I'm gonna go Texas no Tech. No way! I, I'm going Texas Tech too. Yes, I love it. Red I love Raiders. It. Let me tell I, you, they play they play to their competition. You know, and like I just I think like even in that six three game, I can't remember who they got first, but like I just think the fact that like the tournament style will have the play heightened. I. I I just think they're going to be ready to go. And, and they've looked so good against K, KU and Baylor. Albeit KU and Baylor are, are, I think, playing better now than they were at that time. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going with Tech. I think they're going to get it done. Right. And I just think that, that that uh, man, I yeah, I just, I agree. They just play to their, they play to their, they play to their competition. And Kansas and Baylor, as as well as they've played, I, I just, don't you feel like the Big 12 smells of an upset? It smells of an upset. Like, the Big 10, you don't know who's going to win. The Big 12, I think you can, I, I'm almost assuming it's not going to be Kansas or Baylor. I don't know why, but I'm just like. They kind they, of always, like, underwhelm in, in that Big 12 tournament, too. Right, and also, but they both have plenty of weaknesses. Always. They both have plenty of weaknesses that are exploited, and if there's one thing that Texas Tech is going to bring, it's going to be the energy to push these teams to their limits. Um, and I think vice versa, if Texas Tech doesn't win it, I think it's going to be because one of those teams digs deep and, and reaches a gear that we haven't seen this season yet. And maybe that propels them to a good tournament. So, right. We'll, yeah. we'll prove a lot in itself. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going, I'm going Texas Tech. I love that pick. I, it just feels love like it. it, right? It just feels like, like it it's going to happen. I don't know why, but it does. I, I, I wanted to pick Kansas cause I was like, I feel like I should, but I, I won't. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm like Kansas isn't gonna get it done. I don't know why. I, it's it, it might just be like a fluke game, but I'm like I, they're gonna they're just gonna have a bad game and they're they're gonna get knocked out. Jan, at this time tomorrow, we will be watching your Marquette Golden Eagles <gasps> take on. It's Creighton, right? Creighton, they're Creighton. playing. Yeah, Creighton. The Jays. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll have, we'll have just watched Xavier with the big upset over Providence. Come on, oh. Musketeers. I guess you got to beat. I feel like I'm jinxing it way too much. 
since they haven't played Butler yet. I'm like, they're going to oh, like, lose to Butler now. So Yeah, absolutely. And I don't want to bet on Butler. So we'll see what happens. But anyway, we'll be at the Big East. Who do you have taken home the Big East crown this year? I was torn. I I really want to say Marquette just 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 because <laughs> you have I, to, right? I I my heart says Marquette. Like I, the like the person in me is going to see Marquette win tomorrow and go on a tear. Um but I think if I'm if I'm if I'm coming from a how the season has gone situation, I I just think Marquette I think could emerge in the tournament as a team that maybe catches fire then. I don't know if it's going to be right now. Um, I just think all these teams are too familiar with each other. And I think as soon as we come familiar with the way Marquette plays, I think it's it's pretty easy to stop them, which is, I think, what's happened down the season. As soon as the team saw Marquette twice, they were usually able to beat them. Um, so I think that's something to take into account when it comes to these conference tournaments. Uh, but I also don't think Villanova's going to win because I have no faith in Villanova. Uh, so I, I am going Providence. I think Providence is going to get it done. I think they got a great head coach. I think they have a great program. They've got some, they've got some good scores. They got a solid defense. They got everything they need uh, in order to give anyone a really good game. Um, so I think Ed Cooley. I think he wins Coach of the Year and wins the Big East tournament, baby. I love that. Give me some Providence Friars. Sweet, the clean sweet. Mm. I, I'm, I'm doubling down on my jinxing. I said that this tournament was going to be where craziness ensues. And it's probably going to be one where craziness ensues, but then Villanova, as normal, ends up standing there just because they, even though Providence was the winner, I feel like Villanova's been the more consistent. Like, I, I absolutely love Providence, but gosh, you look at those stats of like how many that wins they've won in the last seconds or by like this many points. And it isn't a stat you really like. Fair enough. play that many close games is, is more what I mean. I think they're a great team, but like, I think Nova's just the more. But. I'm going Xavier. Oh, Xavier's no, going to win the whole not. damn thing. Xavier? Yeah. Come on. You're not serious. You think Nunji's yeah, going to take them all the way? <laughs> they were they were one of the best teams in the Big East earlier in the season. They've been struggling of late. They're going to find themselves. Georgetown did it last year, and this Xavier team's a whole lot better than that Georgetown team. I mean, this Xavier team's still going to the tournament, so they got to run in them. Okay. I'll, I'll give you ten dollars if Xavier wins it all. How about that? We're making a bet right here live. Sick. I'll give you ten if Xavier wins. I'll I don't give you have 10. to give you anything, right? No, you don't have to give me anything. That's how confident I am in that answer. So, <laughs> there yeah, you go. I mean, it is a bit of an upset pick. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it though. I agree. Big East is right for an upset. I don't think Villanova's going to win. I, I, I think, uh, I think actually, if I wasn't picking Providence, I would go with UConn. I think that Sonogo can have a similar breakout Big East tournament, um, like uh, like some UConn stars in the past. But I don't. But I think we both don't believe in UConn enough. We right? don't. Like we I was don't. so close, and I was like, no, I don't see it. Like, yeah, I don't we, we see wanted it. to pick someone that's not Villanova. Unfortunately, all the teams that aren't Villanova have been worse than Villanova for a reason, not because they're they're unlucky, but because they've also have their problems. You know, so. Right. Um, as much as we don't believe in Villanova, it's hard to believe in any other team over Villanova right now in that conference anyway. Um, Biggies, Biggies ain't going past the Sweet 16. And if they do, it's because Marquette really yeah. turns it on. <laughs> really turns it on. Elite Eight, baby. Let's go, Shaka. The only Biggies. Yeah, I'm the one making bold claims of Xavier winning the, the conference tournament, but the only Biggies team that'll make the Elite Eight is Marquette. I like that. 
Listen, March Madness. That's when I'm allowed to make those picks. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna say that I'll give you ten bucks if that happens because I kind of want it to happen. Yeah, exactly. You, you won't that. be able be to good. enjoy. Oh. You won't be able to enjoy it as much as you. <laughs> yeah, like, I'd be upset. It, yeah, you'd be like, I can't God believe damn it. this. <laughs> No, no, that no. is a bad thing if you like if you're like rooting against a Cinderella or like a Cinderella like takes out a team that you like have winning and all that whatever you're just like I don't like this Cinderella anymore. I felt that way about Loyola Chicago when they made their final four run. They just like kept beating teams that I had like winning and I like mm. Mm. <laughs> Ramblers. All right, Big Ten Yon. I'm taking the Hawkeyes. I'm taking I'm the Hawkeyes. It, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not breaking it down. It's no. a homer pick. There's, they're playing well. I think honestly, like I think they have a chance to make a run. Right. Am I am I putting any money on it? No, I'm taking the Iowa Hawkeyes. Right. I think Purdue is going to find their footing in the tournament. I don't think it's going to happen in the conference tournament, though. I think it's going to happen in the in the national tournament. I think Wisconsin showed I against. Agree. I think Wisconsin showed against Nebraska that they are they are still very beatable. I know people kind of had glassy eyes because of the way they ended the season, but they're still very beatable. We know that Illinois and Kofi oh, Coburn haven't been glassy. What's the rosy glasses? That's what it is. Glassy eyes, <laughs> rosy I like glasses. Uh, I like both of them. Thank you. Uh, I think that you know, any team is 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 able to beat any other team in the tournament because of the way that the conference is going. So I think we're going to see a lot of teams maybe we don't expect in the final four of that tournament. I think Michigan could make it. I think I think really any any team that we're not even talking about as a contender could make it there. But I do think Iowa has played the most consistent basketball to who they are out of this big 10 you know roster of teams like we've seen wisconsin play really poorly and we've seen wisconsin play really well we've seen purdue play really well we've seen them play really poorly same thing with ohio state blah 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 iowa maybe they haven't won every game but they have played their their ball they've played their ball keegan murray is consistent chris murray is now becoming consistent tony perkins is becoming consistent as long as they can keep those players, Chris Murray, Chris Murray is, 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 I mean, no, no, another guy. Yeah. Another guy. Add it to your list. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think if you're ranking the Hawkeyes odds to win the, the big 10 tournament, where do you think, where do you think they're listed at right now? Out of the teams? Um, I think they probably have the fourth best odds. Good guess. Thir- third best and kind of by a lot. Purdue's plus 185, Illinois's plus 380, Hawks are plus 400, and then Wisconsin's fourth at plus 800. Why? So people, people are, I, people are liking the Hawks. Hey, and I, and, and you I know kind what? Of, I kind of am upset about that though because I was like, that'd be kind of a fun bet just to throw like ten on them uh, and see what they did. But like, I thought it was going to be worse odds. The Hawks, yeah. they have. How about this? They got the Hawkeyes at plus four hundred to win the Big Ten. They got Providence at plus four fifty to win the Big East. Wow! So, wow, what the uh, hell? I don't know. These these bets sound fake. These these sound. Well, it's where the it's where the money goes. Yeah, that's everyone's fair. Put, everyone's putting their money on Villanova for Big East. I bet. Yeah, I mean, as 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 maybe you should. Um, but I think that uh, yeah. Paper. I, or, or Savior. No, I'm putting my money against Savior. That's what I'm doing. Um, I think that the Hawks have played really consistent basketball. And listen, when it comes to homer picks, 
you gotta make them when they're there because they often aren't. And then what do you do? Like you're right. just there and you're sad because you can't even make that pick because it's so unbelievable. But when it is believable, you make that pick. That's what I believe. So, I uh, I agree. I like I, that. But you. you know, we make a lot of homer picks. <laughs> I, not a ton of them have gone through for us. So I think if we just if we stay consistent with it, it's you know you keep shooting the shot. Eventually, it's gonna go in, right? Yeah, hang in, hang in there, Homer. It'll get better. <laughs> I love that. Oh, man. All right, Jan. Well, guess what? We're going to be logical about this shit. And it's time for quick fire questions before we cool down. Hey, this was something we discussed. We were like, why do we always do this weird this weird thing where we chill before we heat <gasps> hey, let's up? let's chill. And then you're going to get grilled. It's like life. Hopefully. You know, you think you're fine and then you're not. All right. And then you are again. We want, over. we want this podcast to feel as erratic and uh, like a roller coaster as life is. All right, Jan. First picture or first picture, first question. Wow. Uh, in a very kind of like basic grand scheme, yes or no? Okay. Will these quarterback moves, and, and I guess we can even include the the Carson Wentz one to uh, to the Commanders, Colts now. We'll be looking for as well. Uh, We'll be looking for a quarterback as well. But will all these quarterback moves, in general, have an impact on, on how the quarterbacks go in this draft? Mm. Maybe. Like, maybe Seattle picks a quarterback now. You know, like, I'm sure they don't believe in Drew Locke. Maybe they, they pick up Malik Malik uh, Willis. I think maybe that could be a good pick for them. Uh, I I'm gonna say no though. If I had a if I had to give a yes or no, I'm gonna say no just because I think the team's dealing quarterbacks right now. I don't think that the class was was necessarily ever gonna be in their minds. I think that they were either gonna go free agency or trade or something or 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 deal with the person that was already in house. So I'm gonna say no. I think the draft is is gonna mostly stay unaffected by this. I think I think you're right. I think I think any sort of Things that'll change that will be because of like what one of these quarterbacks does or, you know, how they start selling themselves more than what these sort of moves will do. Right. Exactly. Like if one of them starts going off, you know, everywhere, then maybe. But <coughs> I, I I just don't see it with this draft class. Agreed. Uh, Jordan Love, is he getting traded? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. And like, honestly, if I was the Packers, I don't think I, I don't. I don't think it's a bad move to keep him simply because I don't care what contract Aaron Rodgers signs. I don't believe a word out of that man's mouth. I don't believe a goddamn word out of that man's mouth. And he's going to retire soon, apparently. So he could just leave midseason. And then what? Um, I think that it's a good move to keep him. Um, and I don't know if trading him, like, what would you get? You know, like, right. like, like yeah, I mean, you're you're not shown anything. Get, like, I guess if somebody's like, like something where you really think there's value... Maybe like in the trade, like I guess in the draft, you're like, oh, this is a prospect I really, really want. And someone's like, oh, here, we'll trade. Like, But yeah, how much can you get for him? You need a backup quarterback anyway. Uh, look, I don't know if he's the quarterback of the future, but he's a serviceable enough backup. So right. why trade him if you don't have to? Uh, like, I don't think you're paying him a lot. And, right. and look, Aaron's going to retire at some point. Maybe a few more years under tutelage. Like Jordan Love's still, I don't know. I don't know what will happen. 
Right, exactly. And that's how I would, I would pitch it to Aaron. Like, listen, you're the man, and you know that, and that's what this contract shows. But, like, take this man under your wing, because, you know, one day he'll retire, and we want this program to still be in good hands. I'm trying to win more Super Bowls, bro. <laughs> All right, last question. What team is now on the most pressure to find a quarterback? Ooh. What team is now under pressure... You know what? I think it is. I think it is the Indianapolis Colts. I really do because they got rid of Carson, and that was a good move. However, they they they're such a good team. They need to to get the right answer at quarterback. And I know that people are looking at Jimmy Garoppolo, and they're like, "Oh, they'll get Jimmy Garoppolo," but like. Like, I, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't. How much more of an improvement is Jimmy Garoppolo than Carson Wentz? Is the, he like, makes is the one question. less mistake than Carson, really. One yeah. less. And, like, if you're in Indianapolis and you've had this amazing defense for, like, a good three years, right? And you have this MVP caliber running back. And you have an emerging Michael Pittman Jr. Go get your damn quarterback. Go get the quarterback. Don't get this, this stand-in. You know, to, to, like, just be there and throw the ball and be like, well, hope he doesn't mess up. Go get your quarterback, you know? And I know, you know, Frank Frank Wright was putting his, his faith in Carson because he worked with him and all of that. It didn't work. I'm glad they moved on from it immediately because it was just going to cost them another Same. season. Which is, you know, it will cost the Washington another season. So good for Washington to be a loser again, I suppose. Um but yeah, I, I think that uh, I think it's the Indianapolis Colts because they are the right choice away from being a Super Bowl contender and the wrong choice away from missing the playoffs. Like truthfully, that's what happened this last time. <laughs> like they missed the playoffs even though they could have been a contender in the AFC. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, I mean, because like I think maybe the other team you could say would, would be and, and I think I think the Colts were looking for a quarterback before moving on from Carson anyway, um, but even more so now. Uh, and the other team you could say would maybe be the Steelers, but I think that I think it is the Colts because the Colts to me feel more like not that the Steelers aren't a, a pretty complete team, but I think the Colts are a more complete team. And also, you just kind of like look at the divisions of like, man, the Colts got like a good quarterback. The Titans aren't all that intimidating. The Steelers, even with a good quarterback, the Ravens are going to be better this year. Obviously, we, we know what the Bengals did. Um, and, and the Browns, if they have some sort of good quarterback play, are still a very talented team. So just division-wise, you're kind of like, Indy, like, you, you guys can take this over. Right. I mean, they could, with the games against Jacksonville and the games against, uh, who's the other team? The Texans. You know, they could really yeah. e- have easily four wins there. But instead, I mean, they lost to Jacksonville. Even with Carson Wentz, yeah. you should be winning those four games. Yeah. God, I can't. Indy's got a lot of people forgot about Indy because everybody else did, you know, such an exciting playoffs. But remember that Indy lost to Jacksonville and got knocked out of the play. Remember, all you had to do was beat Jacksonville and you're in the playoffs. Nope. Nope. Can't do it. Sorry, guys. Too much of an ask. Ask us to beat a college team. Maybe we got that great head coach down there. Oh, God. All right, Jan, you're off the hot seat, and it's time oh. now to cool down. Yeah, see, that already felt better, because I feel like okay. I expended so much energy with those questions that now, now I'm ready to cool, cool down. Yeah. yeah. You look so much more cool now. Thank than you. Than ever before. I, listen, 
We, we, we made the right it. decision. We nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. All right. Little Oscar talk, Jan. Uh, what Oscar movies have you seen? Any Oscar movies that you like the most? Um, I, I'm looking here at the list to make sure I, I can tell you all of the ones I've seen. I've seen one. <laughs> so I have not seen a lot of them. I mean, I guess you could count Encanto because I've seen Encanto, which is an Oscar uh, That's one. Moon. Hey, and then I, three noms, maybe. There you go. I've seen Dune, actually, now that I think about it. So I've seen Dune, um, and that's also in there. Oh, and I've seen I've seen Cyrano, which is also nominated for some stuff. Oh, I want to see Cyrano. Oh, it was pretty good. I, the musical aspect of it was interesting. Um, oh, be, just because of that what, part of it. Huh? What's What'd you say? I don't even think I knew there was like a musical part of it. In the movie. There he isn't. Oh, you didn't know? Oh, in the movie. Yeah. It's a musical itself. Yeah, there's yeah. so much singing in it. And it's like... Damn. You know? Yeah. And it's like, it's good, like, because the music's good. But the the guy playing the guy that's supposed to be dumb can sing like an angel. And in my head, I'm like, so wait, he's hot and he sings like that? He doesn't need to be... He doesn't need to be smart. Like... He's fine. Oh, like, me. Yeah, like how how bad with words is he? Um, I feel like that's always even the case with like even the first time I read like Cyrano de Bergerac or uh, yeah, where I was like, oh no, this dude doesn't seem like that bad. Like he still seems like a pretty good get. Right. Also, I, I I have an update. Margaret would like me to tell you that that was her thought first. So she she's the one that had the thought about Cyrano oh, and Margaret, why that doesn't work. Thank so, you, Margaret. We appreciate it. We always appreciate the input. Um. No, that's why but she's I, a good producer. Yeah, that's why she's a good producer. Um, no, but I think that that's, that's one that I've seen that was good. Um, Encanto was really great. I'm annoyed about it now because of where everybody's taken it in social media. But I, I, you know, it was good. Oh, nice. I've stayed, uh, luckily I stayed away from that part of social media, so I haven't gotten annoyed from it. Oh, my God. But they, that sounds like social media. Yeah, they took a couple of the songs, and it's all that TikTok plays now. It's like this one song from Encanto. And I'm ah, like, see, TikTok... When you're yeah. blacked out from TikTok, your life is better. It is. I agree with that. Um, the other one that I've seen that I do want to talk about, Tick, Tick, Boom with Andrew Garfield was <laughs> phenomenal. I love Tick, Tick, Boom. It's my, I would say, the best for me, if not one of the best musical movies I've seen in a long time. Um, and I think Andrew Garfield should win Best Actor for it. That's my bet for Best Actor is, is Andrew Garfield. He was phenomenal, and he's he's just you know, really, really took a step up here in my eyes as an actor. He's always been really, really great. But Dude, he's good. He's, 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 he's always good. been really great. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but I, I do, I think he did so well in this movie specifically. And of course, there's so many, like, Benedict Cumberbatch, Will Smith is, like, up there, and I didn't see King I didn't Richard. Seen it. Yeah. Well, they're all, I mean, they're all streaming. The problem is, we gotta watch Beth. I'm just gonna have to have no, I'm just gonna be an extremely lazy bum and just watch all these movies when there's not basketball on and uh sorry sorry productivity no yeah, time for you because i like watch. i've seen encanto i've seen i take really no time to die i think i think shang chi is technically up for one and, and i think spider-man is so i guess okay. i've seen them but as far as like any of them with actual a few awards i had i'm not seeing anything I was really happy that uh, House of Gucci didn't get nominated for like. Anything. Oh my god, me too. <laughs> that was my that, that was that was all. I think I was like, I don't even care that I haven't seen any of these movies. I'm just glad that House of Gucci. Had, I think it got like one for like makeup and hairstyling, which I'm fine with that. 
Right. Actually, I got a couple more to add. I have seen Don't Look Up, which is nominated for Best Picture. I've seen that with Leo. I still haven't. I still haven't watched it. Isn't that horrible? I always oh, love watching my Leo boys. Come on, you got to watch it. Um, it was pretty good. I, I mean, some people have problems with the message of it, but you I don't know, like whatever. Adam. I'm, Adam McKay annoys the shit out of me, honestly. Oh, okay, so I then think, you won't I like think it. He, I think he's very heavy-handed. Where I'm just like, yeah, I get it, dude. Okay, so then you won't like this movie, but still yeah, watch it. I don't think um, I will. I'll, I'll like it for Leo. I'm so also because there's plenty of times where I've been like, this movie sucks, but good performance, Leo. Right, exactly, and and then I've seen I we said Dune. Dune was pretty good, you know. I do I think it would it changed sci-fi forever. No, but you know it was good. Um, and then I've seen Licorice Pizza, which I forgot about. Licorice Pizza, I did see also. You seen a good amount then. Well, or at least yeah, I good amount compared to me. Well, yeah, I've seen more than one or two, but, but um, that's a few best picture ones. I feel like as long as you get a few of the best pictures in there, I'll get right. them in there. It'll be right. Fine. I still want to see Belfast. I still want to see Coda, and then I want to see I King really Richard see because Belfast. because apparently Will Smith is is like one of the favorites to win the Oscar. So I was like, oh shit! Like, come on, Will! Come on, Will! Will. <laughs> good old Will. Good old Will. Oh, uh, uh, also, did you see who's hosting? No, who's hosting? I completely. I guess this. It was must have been announced when they announced the away goal thing, but completely in the same conference. It actually, it was announced like a month ago. But it's uh, Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, and Wanda Sykes. Oh, I love so, that. I'm pumped. It's gonna be fun. I yeah. love all three of them. I think they're yeah. gonna do a good job. I think so, and they won't be annoying. Like I know some of the other comedians that can get right. up there and be annoying i think they'll they'll have a good blend of comedy and like just letting the awards happen <laughs> yeah for sure yeah no they'll, they'll be the kind of like they'll also just like do a good job with the kind of comedy you want to want it'll be hopefully a good show uh hopefully we'll have seen more movies by that time maybe not there's too much bad i mean boston college of wake forest it's it's already on what do we what, what can what can what are we supposed to do guys thank you so much for joining us on this other episode Appreciate it as always. Jan, do you have anything for the wonderful people? Uh, no, other than just saying, you know, uh, I, I, I hope that everyone is doing well. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world, and it's uh, it, it can look pretty bleak. And uh, definitely thoughts out to the situation in Ukraine um, as it continues to evolve and change. Um, but yeah, just make sure that everybody knows, you know, Year the year I feel I see a lot of people being like oh my god it's already March the year is over it's not it's not you know like everything's fine chill Shit, year's over yeah they're like oh my god it's already March the year's like a third over and I was like you can't do math also yeah <laughs> that's that's not anywhere close to accurate also uh, you know it, everything's gonna be fine you know you got plenty of time to be where you need to be and do what you need to do so take care of of what you got to take care of. And uh, go, quote that I, go work on go work on your fractions, baby. Go go work on your fractions. Uh, and a quote that I I love from from Leslie Odom Jr.'s uh, autobiography: uh, Sometimes the most growth happens when you eventually get tired of your own bullshit. So look in the mirror, really ask yourself, you know, what's happening, and what can I what can I breathe past and be like, okay, this isn't this is something I can move past. Love it, love it. Appreciate it as always, guys. Cheers, y'all.